welcome to the KC City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. Isn't that wonderful for us to be able to really uh, partner with the South Sudanese uh, Australian, uh, Australian Academic Society, that's right. So it's, it's just been a, a, real, a real pleasure for us to be able to partner with uh, Andrew and uh, Angok, who's... Uh, uh, running the uh, running the program, and this again is part of uh, Hasa Hope Australia Soccer Academy as well. So, as a church, we've been really truly blessed with uh, our assistant minister lobbying for us to get funding to run these programs. So we we're, we're really looking forward to a long term partnership, not just a, uh, not just you know something that's going to last us for a couple of months, but this is something long-term, and if that video has inspired you by any chance and you'd like to get to know a little bit more about the program or wants to be a mentor or even um, to help teach, you know, because many of these kids that come, they, they need help in terms of uh, just their homework and to help them academically as well. So please feel free to come in uh, to either send us an email or uh, get in touch with me and, I, and I'll be able to connect you with them. Uh, why don't we bow our heads right now and just invite the Lord to come and begin to sow even within our, uh, within our hearts that this, that this message is going to you know, burn within us, that this message, that whatever that the Lord just lays before us, that it would inspire, it would set us free. But it, it'll be more than that. It'll, it'll cause us to really... Do something about it. That we're not just hearers of the word, but we become doers of it. Lord, help me. Help my brother, help my sister. Father, we thank you that you will unstop our ears and you'd cause our hearts to be ready to receive from you. We give you all the glory once again and we thank you and we want to bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I, 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 want, I want to take this a moment again and just thank our team you know when we heard about the lockdown Im- immediately you know we were able to get into uh, doing what doing what we're doing today and it's lot- largely because we've we've got a team that's that that over you know the whole of last year were able to really learn and 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 just begin to develop these these skills and and has just made it easier for us now to not skip a beat as such. So even with it happening with the, with the lockdown, you know, we're not, we're not locked up as such, you know, and I use that word as well just to, just to remind ourselves that it is a conscious mindset and, and, and a decision that we make. Hallelujah. So this morning, I, I, it's, it's going to be a, I, I would say by my standards, a fairly short message today that I just want to bring to all of us um, and, it's, and it's based on something that I released on Friday. And so I was going to speak on the church of Thyatira, but I just felt that with the, with the lockdown and the decision that was made, I just felt that, that the Lord was uh, leading me to, to shift that and to change the message. So I'm entitling the message, and I want to thank Rachel DeMonte for this. Uh, I'm entitling the message, hashtag... Created to create. Amen? Thank you. Created to, created to create. 
And on Friday, I posted uh, on, our, on our close community Facebook page, I, I posted a video that I felt so inspired to after uh, a, a bunch of us uh, pastors within the city, part of the KC Pastors Network, as we were praying on, as we were praying on, on Friday via Zoom. We were supposed to meet here on Saturday, but because of the lockdown, we, we moved into a, a Zoom environment. And as we were praying, felt the Lord just release in my, in my spirit anyway. It, it was this, that these seven, these seven days are, are an opportunity that God is giving us. It is like an assignment that He's inviting us into to partner with Him to co-create. Right, so it's about it's it's the seven day creation story as such, and you know, this this morning as uh, as as I was thinking about it and 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 just you know s- spending more time again because it was a word that was just released on on Friday to me more from a prophetic sense. I felt I didn't want to do too much of research as such. What I wanted to do more so was just to just to press into God, and just to keep hearing from God. Just to keep hearing from God, and and you know sometimes uh, that's that's what it is. It's not. It's we we need to hear from God all the time. I think that's 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 something that I want to really impress on our hearts. And we can hear God all the time, but for those of us who prepare messages and those of us whom the Lord has called to minister, uh, you know there are times where we need to just put these. Put our books, put our, put our skills, put all of that aside and just come into a space where we acknowledge God for who He is and in that space. And I want to I share something that, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm just reminded of a, of a word that was spoken many, many years ago, probably in the 80s. And it's called the gate, the eye of the needle. And it's, it's actually a, a prophetic word that was released at a worship conference. And it was to those who, who feel called into the worship ministry, those who feel called to teach, those who feel called to equip, right? And in it, the person that was delivering the word had saw this picture, and he saw this picture, and it was about, about those of us who minister, and, and, it, and it goes some... And... In, in, in that prophetic word, he took, the, he took the person, and picture yourself, took the person into a space and led the person into a place where the, the, in, the individual had to really bow low and go through this gate called the eye of the needle, right? And it came about from a prayer. And you know, so often we say, Lord, use me, Lord, use me. And, and as the Lord, as, as this person prayed, as a worship leader, Lord, I pray that you would, when I, when I lead worship, you would cause there to come a strong presence of the Almighty God. And so as he, as he prayed that, when he led worship, the presence of the Lord was really strong in the congregation. Then he, then he went up went back to the Lord that very night again, and he said, Lord, you gave me exactly what I wanted, but why is there still the sense of emptiness deep within? And so he said, ask me what else, the Lord said. 
And so he said, Lord, when I lead worship, I want to see your power come in such a way that many will be healed. People will be delivered. And so that night as he led worship, the power of God came in such a strong way that people were delivered, people were People were set free. There was such an amazing move. And yet he came back to the Lord that night and he said, God, you did all of what I've been asking for. And, you know, this went on for a few nights. And each time he came to the Lord and he had asked the Lord for something, the Lord had delivered that to that person. And, and then after everything that he asked and when everything that he felt he could ask and the Lord granted that to him. He came back to the Lord and he said, God, why is it that I still feel a sense of dissatisfaction? Why is it that I still feel dissatisfied? And so the Lord said, let me take you on a journey. And so he took this person on a journey. In the spirit, he began to travel with the Lord. And as he traveled with the Lord, he saw a group of people. He saw hundreds of people just coming into this space, coming into this place called the gate of the eye of the needle. Right? And... They had on their backs, they had their instruments, they had their books, they had all of these things. And as they, as they were walking right through, they, the requirement was to bow low in order to go to the other side, to bow low. And as they bowed low, they could not go into the other side because they were carrying their instruments, they were carrying their books, they were doing all of that. And so as they came, the Lord caused this person to see because this, because this individual could see what, what was on the other side, whereas the ones that were trying to, trying to bow low and to go on to the other side could not really see what they were about to experience if they were to go through. But what they were saying was this, Lord, how can I give up my instrument? How can I put my instrument aside? How can I put, put these skills that you've taught me? How can I put these books aside? How can I put my knowledge aside? I don't think you want me to do that. I don't think you want me to give up playing this instrument or leading like this or, or teaching like this or the wisdom that you've given me, the ability, the knowledge that you've given me. I don't think you want me to put all of that aside just to go, just to bow down and to go through this gate. And so many of them turned back and they went back. But there were those who decided to strip themselves of all of that and they bowed low. And as they came right across, they experienced a great expense. They experienced something that was much deeper. God took them much further. He began to show them, no eye has seen, no ear has heard what I really have prepared for you. He took them into a place. It's, it's like that vision of Ezekiel, you know, come deeper. Don't just be ankle deep. Don't, don't just be knee deep. Don't just be waist deep but come much deeper. And sometimes we say as we are within that waste, deep space, we say, Lord, I, I don't think you want me to lose control. And so he takes us and he says, he invites us to come into that space. He comes. And so this person then that very night came to the Lord and said, Lord, I get it. It's not what I want. Lord, I now come to you and I ask you, what is it that you bid me to do? What is it that you now want me to do? Not what I want to do. Not how I want to lead. 
what is it that you want me to do? And so, you know, that, that Friday, which was just a couple of days ago, was largely this, because this is lockdown 4.0, and I'm asking the Lord, Lord, what is it that you want for us during these seven days? What are you inviting us into? Friends, church, we have choices, yep. right? Every day of our lives before us are decisions. We've, we're faced with decisions to make. There are so many choices. Which, where do we send our kids to? Which school do they go to? Which university? What job do I take? You know, so on and so forth. What, what song do we sing this morning? What message do I speak? Do I, do I share? How many cameras do we need to have? I mean, everything is a, is a decision. And what we choose determines how each day or each moment pans out. Amen? Hence, it is vital then that we be in a space within our world that we can make healthy, healthy decisions. Decisions that will hopefully align with God's purposes. You know, Jesus consistently said that I do the very thing that my Father says to do. I hear him and I do. I hear him and I do. Right? And, and, and you know, interestingly, the one thing that the disciples asked Jesus, the very first thing that the, that the disciples asked Jesus, we find that in Matthew chapter 6, was his teachers, Lord, how to pray. Yeah. He nev- they never asked him, teachers, how to heal the sick, teachers, how to do all of that. But he, the disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us, teach, us, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to come into, this, into, the, into the secret place. Teach us, because we've seen, they, they saw something within him because they saw, they, 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 they saw a particular lifestyle about Jesus that he would go. He would, go, he, he would, he would leave them and he would, go, he would go away. For periods of time, he would just go away and they could link that with the sins of his power with the sense of what was happening even within his life. So, now, I say this to emphasize the the necessity for us to do something really vital. We need to redeem. We need to redeem the time. We need to redeem whatever that is happening at this point in time. When when, When this is the hand that is being dealt to us, we have a greater hand. Today we heard a song that we want to sit here, a prophetic song that was sung. Lord, to sit here at the palm of your hand. To come and to sit here at the palm of your hand. But we've been, we've been dealt this hand that these are going to be seven days of lockdown. So how do we redeem this? So for me, I felt that as, as I, I felt led of the Lord, I sensed this from the Lord, that the Lord was saying, redeem the time in in creating, yeah. in creation. Come and, and create with me. Come and co-create with me. Create, create anew, right? So over these past weeks, I've been also speaking and sharing about the, about the secret place. And in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, it says this, right? But when, but you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your father, who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. I love the message version, and the message version puts it this way. Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet place. 
a secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Isn't that amazing? Won't be tempted, thank you, to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can imagine, as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense His grace. Now the focus needed to be shifted from those who are called into the worship arena. I shouldn't say arena, into the worship ministry, right? Instead of saying, Lord, Lord, when I lead worship, when I do this, Lord, I want to see your power come. I want to see this. I want to see that happen. It needs to shift from that into God. What do you want to see, Lord? How can I, how can I allow your agenda? How can I allow your sense to come and permeate this environment, this atmosphere? How can I allow for that to happen and to come into that space? requires you and I to not be in control of ourselves, but to, be, but to allow ourselves to be in control by God, yeah. by His Spirit. His Spirit needs to be able to really control us. And we begin to then steward what the Lord is now releasing into our midst. Amen? Amen. So I want to take us now to Genesis chapter 1. And, and, and this is what, again, I felt the Lord was saying on Friday, and it was this, come. These seven days are going to be the seven days of creation. As to how he created, how he created, how creation was created on the first day. So there are a few things that I want to pick. I want to pick the first day, and I, want to, and, and I want to touch on the sixth day, right? The first day was this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Now, that word formless in the Hebrew or in the original means desolation, wasteness, nothing, emptiness. It was all of that. So the earth was, it was like a wasteland. There was desolation. There was, there, there was this sense of emptiness. But what was the Spirit of God doing? The Spirit of God was hovering. Was, it was over. It's as if it's like this hovercraft that was over. And it is, as, it is, as it is over, something began to form. Something began to really, really begin to, begin to happen. Right? And then in verse 3 it says, Then God said on the very first day, He could have said so many different things. But He said this, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. So, that light, as God begins to, to release and, 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 and God began to create light on the very first day, that light is His glory. When the glory of God comes over the waters of the sea, as the waters of the sea cover the earth, the glory of the Lord covers the earth. So in this time, during these seven days, what are we wanting to see happen? We want to see the glory of the Lord come in, in, in greater ways than we can imagine. Now, again, it's up to you and I to begin to choose that. So in order to choose that, we need to have a place that we go into on a regular basis. And that is the secret place. And it is in that secret place that we come. And that if he requires for us to bow down, to, to strip ourselves of our knowledge, of our mindset, and of, the, and of the way we do things and how we do things and even how we pray, 
and how we worship. No, strip all of that and just come just in the simplicity and say, God, I'm going to bow low and I'm going to come to the other side because I want to see your glory. I want to see your light. I want to be part of this, part of this creation. I am created to create. So, Lord, I want to speak that out. I want, to begin to, I want to begin to speak that out. And in, on, on day six, it says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So in verse 27, it says this, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish and over the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So the mandate here was to take on the form of being a steward. This is, this is stewardship. God has given us all of this to begin to steward, to manage, to rule, to take dominion. You know, he invites us into this, this, this space of dominion. So going into a time, going into this lockdown, we can be confronted with so many things. Fear, hopelessness, anxiety, worry, what it's going to look like. Is it going to be another seven days? Is it going to be 14 days? Is it going to be 21 days? We really can't trust these guys because they keep changing things. No, our trust is in him. And I know you and I know that. You and I believe that. But friends, again, we need to redeem that aspect of trust. We need to come into a space where we create on a daily basis. We create on a daily basis the need and the ability to come and to trust him. To allow his spirit to take us into that space. So we bow down and we come on, we come on to the other side. And you know that word dominion or to subdue means this. It means to prevail against. There are several other words, but this one word really, really hit home to me. It is to prevail against. So in the spirit, in the seven days, what are we going to prevail against? Let me tell you this. I think we need to prevail against ourselves. We are the greatest enemy, folks. We need to prevail against ourselves. We need to prevail against what's causing us to begin to pull back, what's causing us to feel as if we are not the ones that are to take dominion. I mean, imagine that he, he could have created man on the very first day, but he creates everything else, and then he brings man. He brings mankind into the setting. Hey, look at this now. Look at what I've created for you. This is what now I give to you. I'm giving this to you. I'm gifting this to you. I'm laying this before you because I trust you I am trusting you to be able to manage this. And if you read Genesis chapter 1, it also says this, that he brought the animals to him. He brought everything to Adam so that he could actually name them. So imagine the sense of intelligence, the sense of ability that God has imparted to you and I. We are created in his image. That is why I want to say that during this time, if God says that, come co-create with me. Do you know what that means? That means now I, I need to come back into the space and bring some form into what is seeming to be formless. Because, and when I say formless, we don't know who to trust, right? We don't know what to trust. 
Is this really what it is? And so we cannot trust a particular form where to us, to me, it feels that it is formless. So we need to begin to speak and, and, and allow the Spirit of the Lord that hovers over to come and begin to speak into that setting. And you know, I want to redeem the word snap. Yes, yesterday, um, I, I, I joined this, this worship movement at, that were meeting at, at around 8, and uh, there were those of us from our church as well had joined uh, CJ and, and, uh, and, and about close to maybe 50-odd people or even more who were just praying and worshiping from 8 to 10. And I was asked to share something, and as, as, I, was, as I was sharing this, you know, the, the, the word snap, the, the, the whole snap lock, lockdown. The, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm one of those that I, I love. There's this acronyms and this, uh, you know, what S-N-A-P stands for and stuff like that. And so when I, when I looked at the words S and N, just those two letters came to me first. And it meant this, speak non-negotiables. So during this snap lockdown, what I feel God is saying is this, speak non-negotiables. And then someone posted in the chat group and pray. S-N-A-P. Speak non-negotiables and pray. And after she said that, speak, uh, uh, after we got this, this snap together in a sense that it was, a, it, was it, 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 it really thrilled my heart when I looked at it. When I, saw, when I looked at that and I, as I began to speak that out, yes, let's speak non-negotiables during this time and pray. But I also felt that prayer was to also prophesy. So speak yeah. non-negotiables and prophesy. Wow. Right? Begin to prophesy into creation. Begin to speak that out because that is what it means, isn't it? That when we are created to create, that what we speak, the words, that's what God did. He displayed to us the Trinity we were formed in the Trinity. The Trinity spoke. Let us make. And as they began to speak, everything came to pass. So I want to leave that with us today. That as he invites us, he invites us this week into, a sp- in, into creating with him. He invites us into a space that though we may have been told that this is a snap lockdown... Yes, it is a time for us to speak non-negotiables and pray. It is a time for us to speak non-negotiables and prophesy. It is a time for us to speak non-negotiables and begin to praise, right? Begin to praise until we worship. And let us worship until His glory comes. And when His glory comes, what do we do? We stand in His presence. We stand in His glory. So friends, I'd like to invite us into a time of communion this morning and to consider these things that, that I've shared with us, right? From a prophetic standpoint, that, that these seven days are not days of hopelessness, but these are days for us to actually take, take charge, take responsibility, that we need to redeem whatever that we may be feeling or a sense of, of hope, especially when you find that, man, this is the fourth time this is happening. You know, you and I can come into a space where we may feel like as if, I, I can't trust these guys anymore. I, I don't know what is happening, Lord, around. I really don't know what is happening around. 
So we need to re- we need to take this time, the opportunity that we've been given. Interestingly, it says seven days, right? What happened on the seventh day? The seventh day was the day when God rested. And he rested because he looked at all of the six days and each day he said, man, this is good. So these seven days need to be a time frame that we begin to create from a place of rest. That we can look at it and say that we are not creating from a place of stress, but from a place of rest. Rest means this, that I trust you so much that I'm not going to allow anything else to begin to rule over me. I will rule my emotions. I will rule my thoughts. I will take dominion of these thoughts. I will prevail against these thoughts. I will prevail against whatever that is trying to take, to take my joy away. I will prevail against all of this. That's the word to us today. Hashtag, we are created to create. So as we come into a time of communion, I hope you have your emblems. Let me give you a moment. Go get a piece of bread. If you don't have grape juice or anything like that, just take any liquid. Bring the bread. Bring his cup before. What I love about this time here is this, that the Lord left us with these. He said that my body and my blood, the blood is to remind us of a covenant. The body is to remind us that he took, he took our hopelessness, he took this condition. And, you know, when I, when I speak, when I hold this bread and when I'm reminded of his body, I want to remind us that on the sixth day when he created us, he breathed into our nostrils his breath. And it's, it's really interesting, isn't it, that this particular strain is airborne. So many people are struggling to breathe as such. We've just come out of, of, of a weekend of Pentecost just recently where we were reminded again of His Holy Spirit, of the Spirit of the Lord coming upon in a, in a powerful way, coming upon the 120 where tongues of fire rested on them. And they were in the secret place. They were asked to not go anywhere else, to not leave Jerusalem at all. And likewise, we've been told we've only got five kilometers that we can travel. We've been asked to stay put in this particular place. And so as we do that, remember the things that the Lord has already placed before us. These are promises that God has given 
And so that's why I use the word redeem. We need to redeem that because it's the choice that you and I make. We can just let it go unchallenged or we can begin to choose and make the right choice. And the choice that I want to encourage us to make is this. Create, call light into that setting. Call, like on the sixth day, call fruitfulness into your setting. Create fruitfulness. Let the ways of the Lord begin to prosper in each and every day. You know, He will invite us to create different things on different days for us. But because He's released His Word into our community and into our midst, friends, be assured that that can happen. I'm, ex- I'm so excited about what I can create during these days. And so as we hold these emblems, these emblems remind us of a covenant. That's why we can do this. That's why we can speak the way we can speak because He's put before us a covenant. Hallelujah. Father, we want to thank You this morning for Your, your body. We want to thank You for Your cup. And as we partake of Your body, Lord, we know that in Your body, You took, you took this condition, You took this virus, You took COVID-19, You took this airborne disease, virus, Lord, upon yourself. And you destroyed it. You then released your spirit, Lord. The very same spirit that you breathed into our nostrils, you released that over us. And we receive that spirit. We breathe that in right now. Your breath. We breathe your breath. So let's partake of this body. Let's partake of our communion today. Reminding us of this covenant, the new covenant that he's made for us. And also an acknowledgement of him coming, coming back. Whenever we do this, we do this in remembrance of him. And we acknowledge the fact that he's coming back again. So let's partake of the bread together. And as we partake of this bread... Let's receive the healing that comes from His body. The healing. You and I are healed. You and I are healed. We are healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, thank you for your cup. Cannot thank you enough, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Father. We bless you, Jesus.